Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Okay, I'm super excited to open a new series this morning. I'm very excited. I'm very uh, nervous, but very excited all the more. Um, this new series, um, who's ready for Christmas? <laughs> Only a few of you guys. The parents are like, no, I'm already burnt out. <laughs> who's excited for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. That's, that's a bit better. Um, before we get into it, we're going to pray really quickly. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We honor you and we praise you, God. Lord, we just want to thank you right now for this privilege and this honor to be in the house of you, Father God, of your house, Lord Jesus, Lord God, to serve you, to know about you, to, to learn about you, God, and let you speak in our hearts and open up our hearts so that your word can just, you know, rest in our hearts this week, Lord Jesus, so that our lives may be changed by your words, Father God. So right now, we commit the rest of this awesome service into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you have your scriptures with you, if you have your Bibles with you, I'd love for you guys to quickly turn to Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. And they're going to put that up on the screen. But if you have time, we're going to read it together. And it just says this, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, help me out, God is with us. God is with us. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is with you. God with you. I think some, somebody needs that right now. My title for today's message, if you're writing notes, it's called In the Valley. In the Valley. And I'm very excited this morning. For those of you who are Christ followers, it's so easy to believe that God is with us when things are going great, isn't it? When you're like on cloud nine, when you're on the mountaintop, everything is going well. Bills are all paid. Everything is going well. It's so easy to say, God, I, I know you're in my life right now. You know, whenever you get really good news, when you get a raise or a promotion or when you get a really large paycheck, it's so easy to sense the presence of God. But when things are going really good and when you're in a mountain, but it's sometimes more difficult to sense his presence when you're in the valley. It's so difficult. And I can say that in my own life. You know, when things aren't going the way you want them to be, when things, when you're hurting, maybe when you're feeling a little bit alone, when you're by yourself, or you're worried, or you're afraid, or when you're battling depression, or the world is crumbling around you, it's so hard, it's more difficult to sense His presence. And I want to talk to you today about the God in the valleys, about our God in the valleys, about the God that exists, especially in the valleys, when things are not going so well. You know, you know those times in our lives, you know, when you know, so, much is, so much good stuff is happening, but there's this, really, there's this one thing that just brings out you know, a serious weight in your life. And that's exactly what happened to me. Can I tell you a quick story? Is that okay? Yeah, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I remember it was a Friday night, and this was like a couple of years ago. Um, it was one Friday night, and we know that Friday nights are Catalyst Youth nights, and it gets wild, man. It gets wild in Catalyst Youth. And um, I remember it was one night. It was a Catalyst Youth night, and we had a crazy. We had crazy things going on. We had games and activities, and it just takes the life out of you, right? And you know, so we finish up our usual youth nights. But that one particular night, I don't know. I was I was still full of energy for some reason. I was like, usually I spend it all 
with, with, with all the kids at youth. But that night, I don't know, I was just full of energy, right? So we finally finish up youth and we're ready to, we're ready to go. And um, usually at the end of the night, um, our leaders would have a five to ten minute debrief on what worked, you know, what didn't work at that night and what we need to continue doing. So we finally do all that stuff. We locked up the building and we were on the way home. And Vanessa and I get into the car and we got a little bit hungry because that youth, right, they, 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 they sell really quick. The food sell out really quick, man. Like we, if you don't get it quickly, you'll miss out, right? So Vanessa and I, uh, you know, decided, you know, we're going to go get something to eat. And so we were in the car. We were on the way to grab something to eat. And we just jamming out to tunes. We were singing off key, sounding like dying cats in the car, right? And life was so good. I had, a, I had, a, I had an awesome week that week, by the way. I had a crazy week. I had an awesome week. Um, I had an awesome day. And I had a great time at youth. And everything was going so well. I was on cloud nine. I was on the mountaintop. Then we got this phone call. Whew. Then we get this phone call, and um, then it was actually a phone call from our pastor, right? Um, it was a phone call from our pastor that night where he broke to us that one of our close friends has passed away that night. And, you know, when I heard those news, you know, words just didn't come out of my mouth. I was just heartbroken. Tears just started rolling down my eyes, and I just couldn't contain it anymore. And, you know, Vanessa and I had to pull over, and Vanessa just had to ask, Tom, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Why, why are you crying? What's wrong? Why, 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 what's happening? And then I, I just had to ask Pastor Gregory. I asked Pastor Gregory, you know, I don't know if you still remember that conversation, but all I could muster was that I was just asking why, how, why, how. That's all I could muster. So what's happened? I had the perfect moment. I had the perfect week. I had the perfect day. I had the perfect night. I had perfect going all for me. And then the moment you live for times like this and in the middle of the mountaintop and then the valley comes. Then there's the valley. The tragedy comes in and just steals everything that you've been hoping for. And unfortunately, some of us are there in the valley right now. If I could say so. Some of us are in that valley right now you know some seasons of your life are going really really good like your marriage is probably going uh, really awesome your marriage is going really well but then you have a kid or you have a, you have children who are making you know crazy and stupid decisions right or you're really excited about Christmas, you know, Christmas is just right in the corner, you know, you're getting your family together, you're texting each other, are you going to bring the turkey, are you going to bring this, are you going to bring that, you know, everyone's going to spend time with one another. But then you get a really bad medical news about you or somebody. Or you're really, really close to God and you sense God's presence and everything is going awesome, but at the same time you're afraid you're going to lose your job. And there's so many, so many good things, and yet there may be one or two things that kind of just take you down in the valley. So what I want to talk to you about today is, where is God in those valleys? Because that's a question that's, that we've all asked ourselves, isn't it? God, where are you? What's happening? Where, where are you in this tough time of my life? So that's what I want to talk to you guys about, the God in those valleys. And when you look at the scriptures, and we're just going to unpack this for a second, it's interesting that the valleys represent several things. 
The valleys represent several things. You see, in the valleys, there are often battles that take place. I don't know if you guys have seen movies or shows, right? And some of you right now, you may be in the middle of a battle, in the middle of a valley. You know, valleys in the scriptures were seasons of desperation. Valleys were depicted as seasons of loneliness or hurt or pain. And it's interesting that valleys were also a time of growth. Valleys were a time of growth. Now, I want to ask you a question this morning. What valley are you in right now? Are you in the middle of valley, or the valley where financial pressures are looming? Are you in the middle of the valley where you feel as though your marriage is not going so well and you're asking yourself, God, where are you in my valley right now? What valley are you in right now? And if you're writing things down and you're taking notes, hopefully you're taking notes down, note this down. We may enjoy God on the mountains, but we get to know him intimately in the valleys. We may enjoy God on the mountains, but we get to know him intimately in the valleys. We may know him, enjoy him when times are really, really, really good, when times are going perfect, right? But we get to know him in a different way when we're in the valleys. So what I want to do today is I want to look at a text from the Old Testament. It's from Psalm 84. So if you have your scriptures with you, turn over to Psalms 84. And I want to look at them and hopefully it'll bring some insight that will impact your spiritual life in a very real and awesome way. So Psalm 84, and we'll start in verse 5. And it says this, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength, Till each appears before God in Zion. The valley of Baca. Highlight that for a second. The valley of Baca. What is the valley of Baca? Well, historians say the valley of Baca wasn't really referred to a place or a geographical map. The valley of Baca was um, commonly, most likely related to a tree of some sort. And it's got very similar sparing as well. And this tree, the Barker tree, would sap. So sap would come out of it, would ooze out of it. And if you walk by this tree, right, people would say that the tree was called a weeper. And it looked like the tree was crying. And that's why they call it the Valley of Barker. And it's translated in different ways in the scripture. It's called the Valley of Tears. Or it's called the Valley of Weeping. Or it's called the Valley of Loss. So there's different translations of the Valley of Baca. And anytime you see a valley in the scriptures, and even in movies and TV shows, right, you would see a place that was a very, very dangerous place, right? Why was the valley dangerous? There were wild animals in there, right? What happens? It was like this movie that I saw. There was a valley they were kind of trying to pass through, and then there were people waiting to rob people that were passing through. What else? There'd be thorns, there'd be all sorts of things in the valley. In fact, it was very difficult to get through a valley without something bad happening, right? It was very difficult. 
And this is why the psalm says in verse 5, he says this, Blessed are those whose strength is found in you, God. Blessed are those whose strength is found in you. Now, I know some of you here are not Christ followers, and we're so glad that you're here. And if you don't know this, and if you don't know God intimately, then chances are there have been times in your life, right? There have been times in your life when you've just said, I've had enough. I can't do it anymore. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I just don't have it in me anymore. And the truth is this. If you don't know God intimately, then what you have is all you have. What you have is all you have. That's it. Right? But for those who are, who are Christ followers, right? We believe that we have a strength that goes beyond what we just have. That we have access to a heavenly strength. And that's why the psalm says, Blessed are those whose strength is found in you, God. Not in me, but in you. Because we believe that when we get to the end of our strength, what happens? That there is a heavenly strength available, accessible, that is far outweighs what we can muster. There is a divine strength. There is a strength from our God that is available to those who know him. And if you're in the middle of a valley right now, I can tell you right now that I'm in the middle of a valley. We have access to very real and ever-present power of a good God who is available and ready to come and assist you in your time of need. Blessed are those who's found in you. And the text doesn't say this. We got to read this properly because the text doesn't say this. The text doesn't say, blessed are those who make it on their own. Ah. It says, blessed are those whose strength is found in you. It doesn't say, blessed are those who make it on their own. It doesn't say, blessed are those who are really determined. You know, one of the big problems that we notice in the world today is that we almost always idolatize the spirit of independence. That's tough to swallow. You know, things like, I don't want to need anybody. I don't need no man. I don't need no woman. I want to be financially independent. I want to be completely good on my own. I don't want to trust people. I don't want to, I don't want people to be there for me. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. Transformers, we were not created to be independent. We were created by God to depend on Him and to depend on others. And this is what we're going to be looking at today. It says here, blessed are you when you realize that you are dependent and you have a power greater than yourself. Some of you, we just need to lean into it. You just need to admit it that I don't have what it takes. I need God's presence. I need God's presence. I need his presence. You know, Vanessa and I, you know, we've been together for a long time. (laughs) And I love her so much. And she is such an amazing support. She's in time of need. And I can tell you right now. Yeah. She speaks words of wisdom. She speaks words of power and blessing over my life every single day. You know? And she even reminds me to the point that to drink water every single day. Because she knows that sometimes I don't drink enough of it. Right? And I really thank God for her. And I remember one time, you know, I was coming home from work. And Vanessa and I met at a restaurant um, just to spend time with one another, just to go out to, to get something to eat. And it was a long and hard day at work that day. You know, it was so challenging. It was so stressful. Anybody else have had one of those days? Yeah? 
People are like, yeah, every day. <clears throat> but this particular day was just so challenging. It was so stressful. So after work, I drove to this restaurant and I was ready to eat. And I was ready to spend some time with Vanessa. And as we were eating, I was completely distracted by the things that was going on at work. You know, she was talking to me and I was responding, but my mind was somewhere else. Have you had one of those where you've like, you're watching someone speak and you're just watching their lips go up and down and up and down, but your mind is somewhere else? Yeah. So that was me at that moment, right? My mind was in stress mode while my physical body was trying so hard not to crap itself from the stress that was going on at work. So finally, Vanessa called on and said, she said this out of nowhere, right? She says, whatever you're thinking right now, I know your mind is somewhere else. Give it to God. If it's out of your control, he is in control. Give it to God. I was like shocked and stunned because she was like saying some, like she was telling a story about her friend at work and then, what, and then all of a sudden she just goes out like that. And I was shocked and stunned. And she just, and then after that, after she said that, she just went on in a conversation like nothing ever happened. It was really funny, but then I was just like shocked, right? But she was right. My mind was too fixated on my problem and my issue. My mind was fixated too much in the valley, right? What you think about matters. Listen, somebody needs to hear this right now. Your current situation may be in the valley, but your mind can still be set upon God. Right now, people are in the valley. People are worried. People are worried sick. Their hearts are racing. Your current situation may be in the valley, but your mind can still be set upon God. You know, your heart right now might be racing, but your mind is set. Your soul may be aching, but your mind is set. Your emotions may be racing, but your mind is fixed towards God. There may be too much to do. There may be too much pressure with your mortgage, and you may be wondering how you're going to pay for Christmas, and on and on and on. There may be real tragedies in the valley, but my mind is set on the goodness of God. He is with me. He is for me. My God is going before me to prepare a way for me. Where is your mind fixed this morning? Are our minds fixed on the valleys or are our minds fixed on the God that can take you through the valley? What this verse 6 says, Psalms 84 verse 6, it says this, I love this phrase, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. As they pass through the valley of Baca. In other words, we may be in the valley right now, but that is not our destination. We are just passing through. We are just passing through. What are we doing? I'm just passing through. I may be in the valley right now, but this is not my home. I'm journeying to the place of peace. I'm just passing through. My God will get me through this. I'm just passing through. And David said it this way in Psalms 23. What did it say? Help me out. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what is he going to do? I will fear no evil for you are with me. I may be in the valley right now, but I'm just passing through. I may be in a difficult time right now, but God is going to get me through i may be hurting right now i'm gonna I'm, but i'm not gonna be hurting forever because my god is gonna pull me through i may be in a dark place right now but we're just passing through the valley of Baca. passing through and sometimes you know when you're in the middle of it right 
And you just want out. God, get me out of this. Get me out of this right now. Just pick me out and just put me on the good side of things. Make it go away. Make it stop, God. I don't want this anymore. Just take it away. But what we have to realize is so often, God may show you that the way is through the valley, not out of the valley. The road to the path of peace is often through the valley, just passing through. And I love this next phrase. It says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. In other words, when you're in a dry place, what do you do? You dig a well. When you're in a dry place, we dig a well. When you're, in a, when you're dry and when you're hurting, you make a room for the presence of God. You make room for the provision of God. You make a well. But it hasn't rained yet, but I know that my God will provide what I need. So what am I going to do? I'm going to make a container. I'm going to wait because God is about to rain His presence. Even though it's dry right now, you make a well. It's almost as if God is saying, and He's saying something like this. You show me your faith. And I'll show you my faithfulness. If you dig it, he's saying, if you dig it, I will fill it. If you prepare it for me, I'll show up. You show me your faith and I'll show you my faithfulness. And Jesus, yeah, and Jesus had this, this same, the same principle, the same philosophy in the New Testament. There's a guy that had withered up hand, right? I don't know if you guys remember this story. And instead of Jesus saying, you know what, I'm just going to heal you and then you go in your merry way, right? No, Jesus said, no, you stretch out your hand and I will heal it. You show me that you believe I can do it and I will do it. And a man who couldn't walk for 38 years, who was stuck in front of the temple for 38 years, couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere. Jesus didn't say, in my power, you are healed. No, Jesus said... You take up your mat. You get up. You show me you believe that I can make you walk. If you show me your faith, I'll show you my faithfulness. I don't know who this is speaking to, but someone needs to hear this. If you dig it, he will fill it. If you plant it, he will grow it. You have to plant your seed before you see the harvest. This is a word for Transform Church right now. And the Transform Church is a fertile ground. Thank you, Wadza. If you pray it, God hears your prayer. If you dig it, if you prepare it, your God will reveal himself to you. When you're in a dry place, we make a well. You prepare the presence and the provision of God. If you show me your faith, I will show you my faithfulness. And I love, I love the most the if promises of God in the scriptures. The if promises. It says here, if you draw near to me, God says, I will draw near to you. Right? If you seek me, you will find me. If you make room for me, I will reveal myself to you. There's somebody here that you haven't sensed the presence of God in a very long time. It's time to make a well. It's time to dig a ditch right now. It's time to say, God, you know what? I'm going to stop and wait for your presence. I'm going to prepare your, for your provision, even though it's dry ground right now. Right now, even though I'm in the middle of the valley right now, I'm going to wait. I'm going to prepare for your provision and for your presence. Because if I dig it, you will feel it, Jesus. Amen. You know, some of you, it's just time to prepare right now, you know, and say, God, I want to meet with you. And I'm going to wait for you. And I'm going to believe that you're going to reveal yourself to me. Because I need you right now. 
And this is what happened to me on that Friday night, that youth night. You know, inside the car, everything was going so well. Everything was going amazing. I was on cloud nine, and then there's the valley. The valley hits. And I said to Vanessa, I just had to say to Vanessa, Vanessa, just pull over for a second. I just need a, I just need a time. I just need some peace. I just need God right now. I just need to go and encounter God right now. So I step out of the car, hearing about my dear friend, who just, there was no way of getting them back. And I just cried and cried and cried and cried to God and say, God, please, I need you to show up. I need you to show up. I'm in the valley right now. Everything around me is crumbling after these news. I need you right now. Now let me tell you what didn't happen. We're always looking for, you know, happily ever after. But let me tell you what didn't happen. There was no audible voice. There was no double rainbow in the sky. There was no earthquake. But what happened was I just truly, truly sensed the comforting presence of God. God, I need you and I'm just going to wait on you right now. Make a well. We're going to prepare for his presence. And if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. I need your presence, God. So I was able to get back on the mountaintop because God met with me in the valley. We enjoy him so much on the mountains, but we get to know him intimately in the valleys. And here's what I hope you'll understand, that God never, ever promised that you would never go through the valley. It was never, ever written that you would never go through the valley. He promised you that you would never go through it alone. God with us, and the virgin will be with child, and his name will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And I love how the psalmist phrases this portion of scripture. He says, as we journey through the valley of Baca, we're going to the place of peace. And then he says, they go from strength to strength. They will go from strength to strength. We're just here. We're just passing through. He's such a good God and we're going to the place of peace. And as, as, as always, I want to leave you. I want to leave you with two questions that I believe would be life-changing and God-honoring this week. Is that, is that okay? Yeah? Question number one, it says this. What area of my valley can I ask God to walk with me through? What area of my valley can I ask God to walk with me through? As we mentioned earlier, you know, we sometimes say that, you know, I can do it myself or I don't need anybody. Well, this week, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to try something new this week. I want, you know, I was speaking to the young people at Catalyst last night, well, the night before, about trying new things. And this could be a new thing that some of us can try today or this week. Most of the times, you know, we can't do it ourselves. And what did we learn today? That God is available and He's able to provide us strength when we are weak. That His presence He's present when we're in the valley. So how about this week? Why don't we ask God? Just ask God, God, I can't do this myself. I can't do this myself. I've had enough. I need you right now. I need your presence in the valley. Walk with me through the valley this week. And I'd love to hear some stories this week. I'd love to hear some stories because that cheers me up. That gives me faith. Question number two. How can I share my story to someone here 
in transform who is going through the same valley as I am or as I did? How can I share my story to someone here in transform who is going through the same valley as I am or as I did? You know, we all know that stories can be life-changing, yeah? Especially our own stories and experiences. We can channel this to each other here at Transform to strengthen one another. And maybe this is the week, this could be an opportunity that you could speak to someone who you know at work or at school or in your family who is going through a valley, but you're so scared to, that if you start talking about your story of how God changed your life, you would be, you would be embarrassed. But why don't you tell them a story of how God walked with you through the tough situation? This could change someone's life and their perspective and their faith as well. You never really know. Let's pray together. Can I ask everybody to stand with me this morning? I don't know what sort of valleys we are going through this week. I don't know what sort of challenges and situations we are going through this week, but I believe and I receive that there is a God who is ever present. Doesn't matter if you're in the middle of the mountaintop or you're in the middle of the lowest valley of the shadow of death because God is with me and God will walk through with me. So we're going to pray together. God, I pray that you would move, that you would reveal yourself to us. I thank you that there are those today who will make a well, who will prepare for the provision of your power and your presence this week, just to pause and say, God, we need you. We're going to draw near to you. And as we draw near to you, I pray for miracles, Jesus. I pray, I pray for miracles in our lives, in our families' lives, in our friends' lives, especially in this season of miracle, Lord Jesus, that you've given us a Savior, Lord God, and that is Jesus. And Father, we thank you even before that the answer, even before we see you move, Lord Jesus. We praise you, God, and not just for what you do, for, but we want to praise you for what you are going to do. So God, as we go through this week in our everyday lives, at work, at school, wherever we go, Lord Jesus, we ask of you to walk with us, even though we're in the highest point of our lives or the, the deepest point of our lives. We ask of you, to walk with us and to walk through this valley with us. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, we all say and pray. Amen. 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 Can we give Jesus a praise this morning? Yeah. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.